The chef is the renowned chopped judge and the ever so lovable Scott Conant. The dish is asparagus and spring onion risotto. And this is Cook Tracks. I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kind of, will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities, and now they're available to you right here on Cook Tracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun, and remember, some of the chefs follow these recipes to a T, while others cook from the heart and use their recipe as a guide. I want to mention that the money raised, over $400,000, from the guest participation in these classes went towards the New York City Wine and Food Festival Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, supporting the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation to help New York State restaurant workers hit by the COVID-19 crisis. If you'd like to learn more and give to the fund, please visit chooserestaurants.org or nycwff.org backslash relief. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Let's uh, get cooking, shall we? Uh, welcome to the New York City Wine and Food Festival's At Home series. He's a chef, he's a restaurateur, cookbook author, TV personality, a dad, and so much more. Super excited to have him here, Chef Scott Conant. How are you, sir? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate appreciate you all. We're super excited to have you, and many of us, I'm sure, now, if I'm reading that chat thread correctly, a lot of big fans out there that have been to your restaurants, so we know how good his cooking is. So. So what's uh, what's going on? Here's how this will go down. We're going to share with us what we're making today. Tell tell everyone who's cooking along what they should have in front of them on the kitchen counter, and then we'll get to it. How's that, how's that sound? Sounds good. Okay, so we're going to make risotto, spring vegetables, green onion, asparagus. I'm going to finish it with egg yolks as well. Uh, beautiful risotto. I have, let's go through the ingredients list. I have a vegetable stock here. If you don't have vegetable stock, feel free to use uh, chicken or beef or whatever you feel like, whatever whatever you like. Uh, in the pan right here, I have shallots, garlic, uh, a little bit of crushed red pepper, extra virgin olive oil, thyme, and a little bit of butter. The reason why I use this butter in the very beginning stage, it's a little unorthodox, but I do it because I really want those. If anybody knows me, if anyone's watched Chopped, I get it all the time. I don't like the raw flavor of onion, so I want to make sure that when I add that butter, the milk solids in that butter steam the uh, the 
garlic and the shallot. So it really cooks it all the way through. It's a really nice, uh, it's just a little thing that I like to do that I think is, it, it, it's, a, it's a good touch that really carries through the entire uh, cooking of this risotto. And it's a really good sofrito, let's put it that way. Here I have green onions. I have asparagus, asparagus tips as well. Here's the egg yolk that I have, few egg yolk. This is the chopped thyme also, grated Parmesan cheese, crushed red pepper. I have uh, the butter here and violone nano rice. If you don't have violone nano, that's fine. You could use carnaroli, you could use arborio. Uh, we're super easy here. I have a little bit of, of salt also that I've added to this sofrito that I have in the pan. It's all here. So um, if you have these ingredients and if you're cooking along, I love it. Post it, right? Tag us on uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, as the case may be. I think that's it's always fun. I'll do my best to repost. Or Irene in my office will do my, her best to repost all those things as, as they're coming through, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. So the reason why I started this beforehand, uh, this sofrito, is because I really wanted to cook through. As I said, I really want to get that started. So there's a light browning, just a little bit past translucent on the, the shallots and the garlic. Um, really develop that flavor of the um, of the uh, thyme and the crushed red pepper that's inside there as well. I think it's I think it's delicious and I love it. So I'm going to add a, this rice to it also. And one of the things that is really important uh, with this risotto is to toast it before you add any liquid to it. So once you start to add liquid, it's gonna take, depending on the heat that you have, it's gonna take about 18 to 22 minutes to cook the rice all the way through. But in this process of toasting the exterior, first of all, you're never gonna have a proper al dente risotto if you don't toast the hull of the risotto. And also, you really wanna develop that flavor of the risotto. You wanna toast those starches and really get this, get this going. So it's an important element. What's that heat set over, Scott? Oh, the heat is on, uh, it's on medium. I'm gonna adjust it to medium, medium high. So I had it on medium low when I was sauteing the vegetables, the, the sofrito, and then I added the, the rice to it and I turned it up to medium, medium high. Right now it's on medium. I'm gonna see how it goes. You know, it's not, they're not, they're not professional burners, obviously. So. so you have the butter, the olive oil, the shallots, garlic, crushed red pepper, the thyme, and you sauteed that out, you sweated that out a little bit, and then you added the rice to, to coat and to start toasting that. So everybody, if you hadn't added everything, feel free to get that going. If you're a little behind, don't sweat it. We're only cooking. Don't take this too seriously. We're gonna have fun, and I promise you'll catch up. There's a lot of stirring and mixing as this goes too. Yes, and again, feel free to ask questions as you go. If there's any questions so far, I'm happy to answer them as I go. I like. You know me. I like to keep things super casual. We'll just have fun with it. We'll talk. We'll laugh. If I drank, I would drink with you. But actually, I probably wouldn't do that. It's probably a bad idea if I do that. So um, as this is toasting, I have a little bit of white wine here as well. I have a Sauvignon Blanc, very dry, uh, that I will add to this. I also have a separate saute pan, which later on, when the, when the rice is about halfway done or so, I'll, I'll saute the vegetables and then finish it directly inside the risotto as well. So a lot of things going on, but the key is, is really is make it as simple and straightforward as possible. That's, that's the goal. Any questions so far? I think we're good. A lot of people uh, getting going, super excited. You guys are cooking. Yeah. I love it. 
I love I love this cook along. This is fun. So, so Scott, there's Ashley. Ashley yeah. says, "Is all of the pepper and thyme and butter in there because she knows you had some off to the side too?" So, so I I'm used a little bit of the butter and the rest of the butter. I'm going to finish the risotto with with the egg yolk and the Parmesan cheese. And I used what I needed of the thyme and the and the crushed red pepper as well. I had a little extra inside that cup. I didn't use. I, it, it's not per the recipe that everyone else has. I just had a bunch of stuff when we threw it into our little container. <laughs> and that's so free. And then Michelle's asking that's so fritos in there kind of until it gets a little like fragrant and, and translucent. That just a little beyond translucent. I want to get a touch of color on the sides of that bounoise of the shallot. So not too much, but as you see, right, Jay has it in here nice and close. Jay's working the, the sticks today. You'll see that it's starting to get a little bit brown uh, and that's what you want. You want to toast this rice, and you also want to develop the flavor of that uh, of that of that sofrito, the shallots and the garlic as well. So it's all going. Good stuff. Good questions. Thank you. Let me move this stuff out of the way. I have, as I said, a now very important to have a hot stock here. It's just about at a simmer. I have it on a very low flame. This is vegetable stock. It could very easily be beef or chicken or even even fish if that's what you want or a shrimp stock or a lobster stock or something of that nature this is vegetable i'm trying to keep it as light as possible so this is toasting up nicely i i see the the bits of the rice toasting a little as well as the 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 sofrito toasting up i'm going to add some white wine there we go beautiful so this is boiling out and it's, it's at that point where it's in a very acidic stage once you add the rice to this. As you boil it and it cooks out, also very important to stir this as it goes because the more agitation, the more vigorously that you stir this, that's a good word, vigorously that you stir this, the, the starch is gonna start to come out of the rice and that's where you start the emulsion. Essentially what risotto is, is an emulsion between the rice starches the fat that you have in the pan, the butter and the, and the olive oil, as well as the liquid that's inside. And so as long as you're stirring this and you're keeping it nice and not too reduced, you're going to have, you're going to end up with a really nice re result. So. Hey again, Scott, if, if someone yeah. um, doesn't drink wine or cook with wine, should they, is there a substitute or should they just leave it out and add stuff? You can stuff? omit it completely. I always say if you really need that acidity, you could add a little bit of lemon juice or even a pinch of, of vinegar, just a, like a slight touch amount of vinegar. But as we know, when you start to cook with wine, um, if you don't want it around, I completely understand. But the alcohol is being cooked up, it cooked out as soon as it comes to a boil. You can now smell that there's absolutely no alcohol in this thing. So uh, just, and again, I'm, I'm gonna add this hot broth in stages. The reason why the broth is hot is because you want this, if you were gonna add cold liquid, what would happen is it would drop the temperature of the rice and overall what's in the pan, then it would have to come back to a boil. And you would end up with something that's very gummy on the exterior of the rice and then very undercooked on the interior. So by cooking it at the same temperature, nice and hot all the way through, hot broth, hot pan, at a boil, what you're doing ultimately is you're cooking this rice in a very uniform way. 
in a very uniform way. That makes sense? Yeah. For everybody um, cooking along, I know there's some awesome questions coming in. Don't take it personal if we don't ask, because I know that chef will get to them. So, you know, people are asking how long to keep the rice in. And I know that's part of the process. So if we're not getting to your question right away, just hang in there. Yeah. So I'm going to try to talk about all these things, this entire process, uh, be, hopefully before you, you get the question, uh, to the question, but essentially once you add the liquid, as I said earlier, you're talking about an 18 to 22 minute cooking time. That's, that's about all it takes. So now it's not even halfway cooked. I mean, we, we, we have a ways to go. And I like to stir this the whole time uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, I, I, as I said, I think it's important to keep it vigorous. It's important to let those starches release from the rice. And second of all, and probably more importantly or equally important, I have a lot of nervous energy in case you couldn't tell. So it just gives me something to do. <laughs> so stirring this just like that. And what do you, I've heard like, I don't know if there's a right or wrong to this, but I've heard there's people who say once the stock is fully, you know, incorporated, then add more. I've heard once you see one grain of rice showing, then add more. Is there like a right or wrong or what's your personal take on that? I, I so I, you know, the, you could reduce this down to a point where the liquid is completely um, evaporated. And at that point, you'll see that it starts to break right? The, the, that emulsion breaks. If you take it down to that point, it's going to be really hard to get that emulsion back. And that's, that's a bad idea. You don't want to, you don't want to do that. So what I like to do is I get it down to a point and we'll do it right now. As I said, because we have this, we have this going. Is everybody caught up? Is everybody good? Everybody has things going as they're cooking along. If there's anything that I'm missing, if I need to slow down, let me know. I'll do I'll do the best I can. Yeah, I'm gonna take a peek. By the way, shout out to Jenna. Jenna says, I sit when I cook risotto. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> good idea. That's a good idea. Let's good see point. that. Uh, I'm gonna look good at the one. gallery here really quick. A lot of people cooking along, yeah. Jenna's sitting and she's drinking wine while you're cooking along, Jenna. I cheers, I see you. That is smart. That's a smart, that's a smart move. So I have not gotten to the vegetables yet, right? The vegetables are still here. The asparagus and the green onions. You could use peas if you want. Even, listen, you could use frozen peas. You don't have to use fresh peas. You, you know, we'll get to all that stuff momentarily. I just want to start this rice. And I have this, you know, I'm going to put this pan on low so it starts to get nice and hot. So Jay, get in here. Uh, look at this this rice, the way it's cooking up. And you see, I, when I drag my spoon across the bottom, you see it's not really showing yet, right? It doesn't show the bottom that much. So when it starts to get to the point where I can see the bottom of that pan, now it depends, of course, on how much you're cooking. When I can see that bottom of the pan uh, a little more than what I have there, then I want to start adding more liquid too. Right? For me, that's always a good gauge. Yeah. Quite a few people saying they're um, asking if they can or saying they are using mushrooms instead. What do you think about that? I love them. Who doesn't love a mushroom risotto? You know what I like to do with mushrooms? I like I have I always have uh, dried porcini mushrooms uh, in in my pantry. So what I'll do is I'll take those dried porcini mushrooms and add them to the the liquid on the side and to this pan. So that way it really adds a beautiful depth of flavor. I'll take the mushrooms out and chop them up and then use them in the risotto as well. But there is so much flavor that's added into that stock. So imagine that beautiful depth of, 
herbaceousness, right? A lot of times what I'll do also, depending is I'll finish it with white truffle butter or some kind of truffle butter, black truffle butter, some kind of truffle butter, uh, because it, it really adds again, that really big, beautiful depth of flavor. And it doesn't, obviously the cost of truffle butter and fresh truffles, you know, they don't have much to do with each other. So it's, it's a nice little thing to do. And Kristen, Kristen says she's adding some crisp pancetta at the end. I'd eat that, Kristen. I mean, you could just eat that crisp pancetta by the handful. Think, yeah. Right? <laughs> Watch your a cholesterol. Little, a little snack <laughs> while you're stirring. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Delicious. So, yeah, this is cooking away. Again, it's still on medium heat. I have this pan uh, heating up nice and slow. I will saute the vegetables momentarily, the green onions and the asparagus, all right, momentarily. We'll take our time on that. What I also like to do as I'm cooking this is I just, I like to take the back of the spoon and just taste the broth, that starchy liquid, that broth that's inside the risotto. So I make sure that I'm not over salted. It has a nice acidity to it because of the, because of the white wine that's inside there. I make sure that it's, you know, it's not, it's not reducing too much. I just want to make sure that I'm nurturing this as we go. Yeah. Deb, uh, Deb has some truffle salt. She said, could she use that or she wants to know if it would spoil it? I would, uh, I would finish with the truffle salt the way you would Maldon salt or something like that. Don't cook, don't cook that truffle salt because the flavor will dissipate very quickly. Yeah. The truffle, you know, those truffle products are interesting for people. Everybody has a different, a different, like I am not a fan of truffle oil. It tastes very synthetic to me. Um, so, you know, it had its moment and, you know, 20, 25 years ago or so. Um, but now it just, it has a petroleum like flavor, which, uh, which doesn't resonate at all. So uh, what I like to use is either truffle butter, fresh truffles, obviously, uh, that's really the way to go. Yeah. And then Anthony, Anthony's asking if you could make this smell into a candle. Hey, Anthony, if you're a candle maker, I'm sure uh, Scott would uh, talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why? Yeah, why not? It's <laughs> a great idea. Did somebody ask if beer was a great substitution yes. instead of wine? Is that yes. what I saw there? Yeah, that is, uh, you know, give it a shot. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what kind of beer you're using, but why not? That, that actually, you know, I think you would probably make that work if you were going to serve this result with like a big hearty stewed meat or braised short ribs or braised beef cheeks or something like that. Maybe a stout inside there and let it cook out. Yeah. Why not? Like really heavily caramelized risotto, caramelized onions, stout, and then make this with a beef broth as well. Top it with braised beef cheeks with those porcini mushrooms as well. I'd eat that. There you go, Denise. Kathy, what do you think? I'm game for that. I'd order it. Denise, yeah. if he puts it on the menu, you should make him uh, add your name to that uh, menu description, maybe. Oh, another licensing deal. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> this is like business class, everybody. Yeah. You, you came to cook. <laughs> wow. So I see, I put salt. Someone asked, I know there was a, a salt question. I put salt in the sofrito itself. This broth has a lot of salt in it also. Obviously, it's a, it's a nicely flavored broth. It's not a salty broth. Take into consideration, as this reduces, as this cooks, the broth that we're putting in is evaporating. 
So it's concentrating itself as well. I don't want to start out with too much salt in the beginning. It's important to season as we go, but to adjust at the end. So I don't want to go too much too soon, if that makes sense. All right. And Gloria is asking, is this an easy recipe to double or triple? 100%. I have made this for up to 200 people. Uh, if not this recipe, you know, you know, what's more important than the recipe is the ratio, right? So if you have one cup of rice, you're going to need at least three cups. It's a three to one ratio to make risotto, give or take. So you could make this for as many people as you want at that point, right? Just take into consideration. If you use 10 cups of, of rice, you're going to need at least 30 cups of liquid, or you could adjust accordingly, right? I, I tend to have a little bit more of the broth because sometimes I'm talking too much. Sometimes I'm, I'm uh, you know, whatever the case may be, I get distracted. It reduces a little more than it should. Sometimes at the end of the cooking process, I let it sit and rest. And once it starts to rest like that, it starts to tighten up. And then I need to, a little bit more liquid to kind of smooth it out. I hope you're all paying attention. He's giving you all these uh, tricks of the trade, everybody. That's right. Hope you're taking notes. Awesome. So I already went through. I already went through when to add the stock. So I just added a little bit more stock here. Um, hi, my daughter just walked in the door. Hi. Isla says hi. hi. Good. <laughs> Isla, does she cook just, or no? She does cook. She does. She does cook. That's good. Good. So all right. So here I have the vegetables. Hot pan, medium low heat. I'm going to add the green onions and the asparagus to this. Green onions, asparagus. I like a little spice, so I'm going to add a little pinch of crushed red pepper here. All right? If you don't want crushed red pepper, don't add it. All good. I'm also going to add the tips. So the tips of the asparagus are in here as well. And I always feel like it's a fun, a fun little thing when you're eating risotto and suddenly have that tip in there, completely different texture, completely different flavor, different eating experience overall. So that's why I added that. I'm going to add a very small pinch of salt also, because if the liquids are released, the natural liquids are released from these vegetables, I want to make sure that they're seasoned nicely as well. And then reduce down. Now, as I said earlier, this idea that the result was a three to one ratio. Now you have to also take into consideration the liquid of these vegetables. So I want to make sure that as I'm cooking this, I don't want to make it too liquidy. I don't want to add too much stock to it because when I start to cook these vegetables and I add them, the liquid that's being released from the vegetables is going to go in the risotto and it could in turn Number one, make the risotto too liquidy. And in addition to that, it could, um, it, it, it could make it, uh, the, the, the starch content will break and it will become a, an overly liquidy risotto, if that makes sense. A lot to concern yourself with here. Yeah. If you're ahead, hang in there, everybody. If you're behind, don't worry. You'll be good. You'll catch up. You'll be where you need to be. Just, I think, as Scott has mentioned, Quite a few times, the important part of this is that three to one ratio of stock. So I think, you know, we see that big pot of stock, Scott. You won't necessarily use that all because you said you like to have a little more on hand just in case. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Is everybody doing okay? Am I going I, too fast? 
I think I, I think turn you're doing okay. Flame down a touch if you want. We're all right. Say, uh, uh oh, the Deal family yeah. said too fast. Sorry, Deals. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going you're, too fast. You're doing great. Destiny said, slow down just a bit. <laughs> okay, I'm slowing down. I'm slowing down. I turn the flame down a touch. I have these vegetables at a high flame. The real key with these vegetables is num number one, to keep them cooking all the way through. You want you don't want them to be al dente, but also you want to keep the color. The green color is so beautiful. You don't want to lose that. All right. Look at how this risotto is right now. This is People keep asking about when to add liquid. See the way this, is start, this still has a nice creaminess. The idea of this rice is that you want the creamy aspect of the rice that all that starchy liquid, you want the rice to kind of be suspended inside of that. That's really important. That's the, the final goal. You don't want something that's really mushy or something that looks like you have to put on a wall uh, with wallpaper tape uh, on the other side of it. That's not the goal of risotto. A risotto is kind of suspended in its own starchy broth. Good way to look at it, all right? So because this is getting thick right now, this is when I'm going to start to add a little bit more, uh, a little bit more liquid stuff. So you see that it's starting to kind of not stick, but it's starting to adhere to the bottom of the pan a little bit. As we do this and we cook it and we stir it, it starts to become a little bit too thick. Right now it's too thick. This is when I want to add liquid to it. You see the way, I'm kind of pushing it to the side and it's not falling back into its place. Does that make sense? Yeah. People nodding along, people, a lot, of, a lot of you all cooking today, I love it. I love that everybody's cooking, that's amazing. Kids in the kitchen. Oh, these vegetables are cooked. I'm not gonna add them yet, but they are nicely sauteed. I'm gonna keep them here on the side. I had them at a really high temperature, so any residual liquid that was being released from the vegetables themselves have automatically kind of evaporated as soon as they hit the pan. Does that make sense? So high temperature, nice saute, no residual liquid in the pan itself. But if you have residual liquid, that's fine. Just take it into consideration that residual liquid is gonna go in the result. So you can have it a little bit thicker when you add the, the asparagus to it. It's really easy to add more liquid. It's really hard to take liquid away once it's inside there. You don't want to drain the liquid that you have out because it's all starchy liquid. And if you drain it out, it's really going to affect the overall consistency of the rice itself. All right. And that was that rice hanging out at like medium low heat right now. You want to maintain like a bear, like a, a, a bear simmer with it? Is that what we're after? Uh, uh, just a light simmer. I'm doing, I turned it down like this. I keep it at medium more often than not. I don't want it to pop. I don't want it to be at such a high temperature that I'm burning myself as it's popping and boiling. That's not what I want. But a light simmer is a good place to live. Jay, maybe you can just get a little closer here so everybody can see. See that those bubbles the way they are? Yeah, now, nice. Looks so good. Now those bubbles are important to be able to look at that. Let's 
this is going to come back to a boil now. I added a little bit more liquid. That was a little bit too thick. But look at the way those bubbles are. See how they're not, there's a lot of starch there. See how they're not forming starch bubbles? They're just regular simmering bubbles. If I see them start to bubble up, like, a, like pasta water can bubble up sometimes, and it's too starchy, that bubbling, that, that boiling water, that means I don't have enough fat inside the risotto. So I want to add more olive oil at that point. I'm giving you guys all the tips. Yeah, right? for real. All Shout out, Scott, I need to share this. Jenna wrote in the message board. She said, thank you, Scott. You're helping my mom in North Carolina and I in New Jersey cook together live. This is so Oh, fun. I love that. Super cool. That is very cool. That's great to hear. That's That gets, you know, all that family stuff gets me all yeah. stuff. So knock it, it. it. <laughs> when you have a minute when you have a minute scott i know you're about to add that but some people asking about the vegetables and i just want to tell everyone this is going to depend on how big or small you cut your vegetables it's going to depend on your heat it's going to depend on the size of your pan so i would just take the basics from scott of what you're looking for um when it comes to that yeah i mean listen there this is something that you can play with and have fun with and you can adjust to your own liking. I'm going to add these vegetables in now because they're almost, the rice is about a little more than that. Almost done. Let's say it's almost done. All right. I'm going to add all those vegetables inside here. Sorry Catalina's for the noise. Cooking. Adelina's cooking with her besties. Destiny's in Florida. April's in New York City, and she's in PA. Good trio there. That's very cool. That's great. Good. Enjoy yourself. Have fun with this. We have virtual dinner together after this as well. All right. So the rice is coming together. It's nice and starchy. All the vegetables are inside. I can smell this intense flavor of the risotto with the vegetables, with the asparagus in particular. It's really coming together nicely. We are almost done. I'm gonna turn this flame up a touch. I'm gonna to add a little more liquid to this as well. Now my rice is al dente. I used to work for a guy years ago. This is how he would tell. Take a grain of rice, put it on a smooth surface and crush it, right? See how the center of that rice is a little bit, those are the center bits. Does that make sense? Do you see how that is? That means it needs another minute or two, right? Not all the stock. Not all the stock. I used, so we, talk, we, talk, we talked about this earlier. I always have a little extra stock because things are fickle and you don't know which direction they're gonna go. All in all, you want to make sure that you have a three to one ratio of rice to stock. Three parts stock, one part rice. All right. And when you're doing risotto for 200 people and you want to end up with, you know, four ounces per person, plus whatever garnish you're going to have on the plate, those ratios make a lot more sense than a recipe because you can do the recipe and the math in your head, right? Someone can, maybe I can. We <laughs> <laughs> got 10 year old Jacob cooking along. He wants to be a chef. We have Jen's cooking with her 14 year old daughter. This is their sixth class together. Thank you, Jen. And Beautiful. Love that. I'm going to add a little more uh, extra virgin olive oil to this because I love that fresh finishing oil flavor. That's one, it's one of my favorite things. Um, and we are 
going to stir this up. It is almost done. We're getting there. In Italian, the, the Italians, so when you're making this risotto, it's a little loose right now. It's going to continue to cook down. I've got to clean this stove, bro. So my wife is going to yell at me. <laughs> Scott, why is there rice all over our stove? There's rice all over the why stove. Why is there crushed rice on the stove? <laughs> She's not going to believe you. Tell her it was all of our fault. It's a, I'm going to blame it on you, Kathy. That's what it was. <laughs> all right. So, um, so this, so this result is almost finished. As I said, we're stirring it up. I turned up the flame because when I added the, the asparagus, it really dropped the temperature of the risotto itself. So I'm going to make sure that it's cooking up nicely. It's all inside there. I'm going to reduce it down a little bit more. And you want to get this final look before you add the risotto in, or be, before you add the uh, butter and the Parmesan cheese and the egg. You want it in Italian, they call it alla onda, a wave. So when you move the actual pan, you want it to be wavy. Look at that. Oh, it looks so good. Right? That wave, if you ever work in an Italian restaurant with Italians, they will yell out, Alonda, because that's what they that's what they do. They have to exaggerate things. So and that is a great way to learn because you know at that point that that's where it's at the wavy stage and that's the finishing of the of the rice itself. Amazing. Another another shout out coming. We have uh, Stephanie in New Jersey and her mom in Ohio are cooking along together. This is their Beautiful. fifth class. Thank you both. I, that is awesome. You know, the best thing is what you're doing is you're just helping a lot of the people that we've worked with over the years. I mean, it's a shame that so many restaurants are closed and so many people are out of work, friends of ours, colleagues of ours. Um, it's a crazy time. So thank you for being there for uh, all these wonderful staff members that we've all, we've all worked with over the years. Thank you. Thank you all for that. All right. So this is coming together. It's boiling nicely. It's starting to pop, so I'm gonna turn that flame down to medium. All right, so once I start to add the butter and the cheese, very important. Once I start to add the butter and the cheese, it should see no more heat. So no more heat on this stuff once you start to add the butter and the cheese. Okay, I'm gonna move this to the side. Move this off the heat, right? I have it on a towel so I don't burn my stuff and my wife yell at me. I'm gonna add the butter. I'm gonna add some Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese will really help thicken this up. See that texture that I'm talking about? See what I mean about that wave? You hear that sound? Yeah. I'm excited for that candle, Anthony, whenever that uh, hits the shelves. One. Hear that sound? Yeah. That's the texture you want it to be. That's, that's, the, that's where it's at. All right, I got these egg yolks here. Once I add the egg yolks, I'm gonna liaise this together. So tell us about the egg yolks, chef, because uh, Jillian says, will they actually cook down? She's newly 
pregnant and can't have raw egg products. We are not doctors, Jillian, but we you could take our chefly advice. Uh, yes. So when you, this is so hot, those egg yolks are going to liaise inside there very nicely. That's why you have to stir it very quickly. It needs to be stirred. So if I were to check the temperature on this right now, it'd be about 225 degrees. You have nothing to worry about as far as those eggs go, right? Nothing to worry about there. Any point of concern would be killed at 160 degrees. And most people do things to, well, 140 degrees. Most people do things to 160 degrees. Um, and this is easily 215, so all good. I'm gonna finish this with a touch of broth because as I serve this in a bowl, I wanna make sure that it is the perfect consistency. Now, this is an important point. And because I think this is the misunderstanding, the reason why I wanted to cook this risotto today was for this very thing that I'm going to do right now. All right. So basically, I have the rice. I put it in the bowl. Now, notice that what does it do? It kind of spreads out. Right. That's a very important point and element of this rice, because a good risotto should hit the plate and then very slowly kind of settle. A lot of people cook risotto and it's so thick, it sticks on the plate and it stays in one lump. That's not good risotto, all right? This is the reason why, if you ever watch Chopped, I have strong, strong opinions about these things because there's only one way to make things something the right way. You can make adaptations, you could, you could tweak it, you could do something, but there are principal standards when it comes to cooking these things. And I want to make sure that the reason why I did this with you today was because I wanted to make sure that that's what we're talking about. This is the expectation that we have. So I don't think we should ever kind of settle for anything less than what is really meant to be a perfect risotto. So that, if I do say so myself, is a perfect risotto. That's the perfect consistency and texture. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Scott, thank you. Incredible. Oh, so someone says, OMG, I just made a delicious risotto. How did that just happen? <laughs> it went quick. <laughs> People asking about the wooden spoon. Do you oh, my God. use a wooden spoon while making this or can you use metal or a spatula? I'm so sorry. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm so sorry that I didn't talk about this earlier. You need, I travel with a wooden spoon. You cannot make risotto, polenta, any of those things without a wooden spoon. Metal on metal, no matter what kind of metal you have, it's gonna scrape and it's gonna adjust the flavor and color of whatever it is that you're making. So wood, wood is very, very important, particularly if you're cooking with aluminum. So this is cast iron. Also, I'm not scraping it. There's no residual bits from the, from the pan, no metal, no scrapings, none of that stuff because I use the wooden spoon is very, very vital. If you don't have a wooden spoon, go buy a dozen. Do it, do it, all right? All right, everybody, there you have it. Thank you to Chef Scott Conant. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you all for your support and have a good night, everybody. Whether you just listened for fun or you cooked right along with us, we wanna thank you. If you did cook a recipe, we wanna see your food. Take a pick and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. You can find more info and keep up to date with us on CookTracks at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie Dugiello with editing from Joel Yeaton. 
Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Special thanks to Red Summit Productions. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thanks for listening to Cook Tracks. We got your back in the kitchen. <laughs>